Welcome to Mulready Minutes with Oklahoma Insurance Commissioner Glenn Mulready. This is a podcast about insurance for insurance folks, risk managers, and business leaders. We'll dive deep and look at what is and isn't working, talk to leaders in the industry, and keep you informed on what's happening in Oklahoma and around the country. Welcome back to another uh, episode of Mulready Minutes. Uh, I'm Insurance Commissioner Glenn Mulready. We are uh, thrilled today to kind of launch the legislative session that's uh, coming up in uh, in just about 30 days. And so uh, in light of that, we thought it'd be great to have on some of the legislative leadership within the insurance space. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Representative Sneed, who chairs the House Insurance Committee, had a, a last-minute illness for the family, so he had to bow out. But we are thrilled to have uh, Senator John Michael Montgomery here, who chairs the Senate Insurance Committee. And we have Ashley Scott, who is on our team at the Oklahoma Insurance Department. She heads up our government affairs uh, and our community uh, affairs. And uh, Ashley has had lots of uh, experience uh, basically across the street at the Capitol, uh, walking those halls. And uh, I, I first met Ashley and uh, when she was on staff with uh, with multiple speakers of the House. And so we were able to steal her away at the insurance department. And she's a rock star for us and very well known, very, very well respected at the Capitol. So um, with that, let me give a quick bio here on Senator uh, John Michael Montgomery. He was born and raised in Lawton, graduated from the University of Oklahoma. I'll, I'll refrain from making comments. My boys were all at OSU. Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> with a BA in international studies and has an MA in global affairs. He's worked in the financial services industry, is the founder of his own investment advisory firm, Invictus Investment Advisors. Uh, Senator Montgomery served four years in the House. I served with him uh, when I was in the House. Uh, and he currently serves in the Senate as the chair for the Retirement Insurance Committee and vice chair for the Appropriations Subcommittee on Health and Human Services. He lives in Lawton with his wife, Kylie, uh, and their daughter and two dogs, a four-year-old daughter now. Yep. I remember when she was born. Yep. Um, <laughs> very, very cool. And so given, um, Senator, your role with the Retirement Insurance Committee, uh, and appropriation on health and human service. You are you're in a lot of our space yeah. uh, and, and things that we are dealing with. So um, tell me a little bit about the Senate Insurance Committee, and um, you've served on that for a number of years now, and mm -hmm. uh, the makeup of that. Any anything just sort of within the Senate? We're coming off an election. Any changes happening there? Right, and leadership, right. that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, we um, so we just uh, yesterday or the, a couple of days ago we had organization day. So a lot all the membership of the different various committees were uh, announced. Uh, as well as the the majority party, as well as the minority party, and so they've they've put out there who there's who's going to be on there. The, the the retirement insurance committee in the Senate is changing a little bit. Uh, we do have a, we have a couple of members that are carrying over from from the previous year a uh, couple of years, uh, but we do have some new members. Uh, I believe Senator Coleman's going to be on. Um, uh, if you have, uh, one of the new senators, Tom Tom Woods uh, from Eastern Oklahoma, he'll be joining us, and so um, so I'm super excited, honestly, about having some of these new guys on on there. Of course, I'd, I'd, it's good to have that institutional knowledge as well. So I've got some returners like Senator Hamilton and uh, Senator Matthews and uh, Senator Brooks, I believe, are, are staying on. So so there'll be there, there's a good mix of new guys and, and some of the old guys that have already been doing it. So. Uh, you know, the Senate Retirement and Insurance Committee, um, we, we meet pretty much every week. We've got bills. We're unique from the House. We have retirement, which is the state pension systems generally as, and kind of financial services as well as the insurance component. So the House has two different committees for that for that component. Um, so I have to work with both of those guys on those those separate issues. But speaking specifically to insurance, um, we, we certainly see a lot, um, quite frankly. Um, the, the body of work is... Um, 
there's quite a few bills that we'll see in the insurance space, particularly healthcare. Um, we see a lot on on those on those issues. Um, PBMs are really popular, right? Now. You know, it's a really popular conversation right now, as you probably yeah. know. So, Actually not very popular. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, it's it's uh, we see quite a bit on that, and of course, um, sometimes you know you get like maybe a health insurance mandate or something like that may come up um, of some variety, and so uh, you see different. You know, see, there's there's a lot, particularly in the health insurance side. We don't see a whole lot, and every now and then, you know, PNC uh, property and casualty is usually kind of an update type thing. We're just making sure we're conforming with, you know, kind of international standards or national standards or whatever the case may be. Uh, so we don't see, you know, there's some work in PNC, but it's it's a little bit not not as heavy as the health insurance side of things usually. So. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we are always we talking before, um, we are planning to get pretty heavy into it even the first week of session um, as far as getting our bills done. And a lot of times that first week is kind of a lull, um, but we, we do want to try to get some things moving off to the floor and get these things, you know, into the process, into the legislative process. And so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting it's, you it's comment about the, um, what you're seeing in the insurance committee. Just last night I was working on some. Uh, the uh, NEIC is our National Association of Insurance Commissioners, and this past year, I've served as the national chair of that organization. So anyways, last night working on on some different things and thoughts on that, and I started uh, this past year with our zone. So we have a Midwest zone, and I've been the chair of that this past year. So when we have our big meetings, I've done these sort of breakouts of just sort of a roundtable discussion. We have 13 states, and it allows us to kind of talk about what we're seeing and hearing, and uh, as I was going through that last night, it struck me that, uh, and usually before those meetings, I put out to everyone, what, what do we want to discuss? What, what's happening that you want to hear from the other states in our zone on? And more than nine times out of 10 suggestions are health insurance related. Right. And as I just thought about that last night, I, you know, I think what it is, is, you know, with health insurance, everyone is dealing with that constantly. Yep. Uh, you know, you're having a, a, a physician's visit, you're filling a prescription. I mean, not daily, but multiple times a month. Right. Whereas on the PNC side, you're not having a car accident a month right. or that, that <clears throat> sort of thing. So right. it really is front and center for a lot of folks. And so it does catch a lot of attention. So. Yeah. And I want to give some love to our PNC guys too. I mean, like um, I actually had kind of a personal issue here recently um, and, you know, uh, house houses, you know, my house uh, ended up in a bit of a situation, if you will. And so thank God for good PNC insurance, you know, homeowners insurance. Um, make sure you check your coverage, uh, you know, go, go, you know, get with your get with your agent. You never know when these things are you know, going to happen. I mean, uh, insurance is there for a reason. People, you know, sometimes kind of take that for granted. You know, it's kind of frustrating. Hey, I got to pay a premium and all this stuff. But that that coverage is important and, and it shouldn't it should not be taken for granted. Yeah. Know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So good. Point. I want to put that pitch in there. Yeah. So. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, this has come up recently with. Um, I did a couple of different TV interviews over the last 60 days, probably on rising homeowners insurance costs and as well as auto costs and uh, review with your agent. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, at the very end of one of those interviews, they asked what my advice was. And I said, shop around. And when you're driving your car, put your phone down. Yeah. <laughs> That's my suggestion. Yeah. But doing some checking for those, I mean, you know, we easily have over 100 companies doing homeowners insurance in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. as well as auto insurance. So it's right. a competitive marketplace. And the best thing folks can do is review that coverage with an agent and, and shop around. Yep. So, Absolutely. Good, good point. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ashley, we have quite a legislative <laughs> we do agenda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Montgomery <laughs> has been amazing about it. Um, so we're going to try to get most of those started in the Senate. Um, 
just for my own sanity so that I can keep track of everything that we're doing this year. We've got quite a few things that we're trying to touch on. A lot of our program areas have some really great ideas on how we can be better customer service friendly to the consumers as well as to industry. And so we're making some changes there. Um, Some of the um, high key points are like our um, service warranties and Um, We had a new bill passed last year on vehicle financial protection products, which was a new product in the line of service warranty arena. And so cleaning up some of our statutes and things like that to make sure that those um, work fluidly together and that we have clear um, processes in place for the industry when they're wanting to sell those products and consumer protections for when someone buys a product, if something goes wrong or something's not covered, they have a means to reach out to the department and and get um, some consumer assistance on that issue. So there's there's some new things out there in the, I mean, there's always something new, it seems like coming around in the insurance world, everything's always changing. So we're trying to just keep up the best we can and and make those changes um, each legislative session to, to keep doing the job we we try yeah. to do for our consumers. And Senator, just so you know, and, and anyone mm-hmm. watching this, you, you know, we don't just sit around think dreaming up ideas <laughs> no. of, right. hey, what can we throw at the insurance committee this year? We have a lot of our things come from our consumer assistance area where we have a mm-hmm. full-time staff doing nothing but taking calls all day, every day, um, about 15,000 calls a year average on basically consumer complaints, issues with a claim, and that could be health insurance or it could be a, a homeowner's insurance policy. Right. And a lot of these are birthed out of that, where we start to see a pattern or concerns or um, how we could help protect consumers better. Um, and so we have, and especially under Ashley's leadership, have put out a very structured process for them to feed ideas to us and then to flush that out from our legal team. Uh, I think we've got a great process in place now. Um, unfortunately, that does load load you down a bit. With, with hey, it works for me. So. Some of these I mean, corrections, what we think will be corrections uh, and, and improvements. So. To, to that point, we also sorry um, meet with industry and stakeholders and and fill them out on those issues and try to get good feedback from them. And sometimes we get better ideas from them. And so we try to work with our stakeholders in the industry as well and flush those out prior to session. So hopefully it makes your job a little easier. Yeah, yeah. And you guys do, frankly, a good job of working with you know industry stakeholders as well as I mean a key component of this is consumer protection. Certainly, I mean it's. You know, these things are, it, it, you know, the average, the average person, it's very difficult, for maybe possibly sometimes to understand their policy or what all is in there. I mean, I see the policy. I mean, even I'm not always aware of what all is in my policy even, right? You know, I'm the chair. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's very important to make sure we can, you know, take care of consumers like you guys are saying. And so um, I certainly applaud y'all's work on this, you know, making sure that we're balancing, you know, insurance companies' needs as well as the consumers, of course. So right. You guys do a good job of that. So. Yeah, we, we see our role as number one priority is consumer protection. Right. But secondly, we also want to be a business-friendly state and in uh, a free market um, scenario and um, giving consumers as many choices as possible. Right. And so um, I think we've done a really good job of balancing that. We've worked hard at it. But Ashley, maybe um, hit on a couple of the priorities of the legislative agenda. What 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 is going to be coming before <laughs> through the Senate committee and through the House and then on to the governor for signature. Sure. So, um, <laughs> presumptuous of me. Well, we, yeah, no, we, t- we talked about one of them just now. Um, we do have some some things related to PBM that we want to do internally, um, just internal processes, things that have changed over the last few years with um, court rulings and with also some of the legislative changes, just making sure that we have consistency across um, 
PBM is in two different titles of law, so consistency across both titles of law. And um, there's been some new reporting mechanisms added for PBMs and health insurers in those mechanisms. So making sure that that is um, cleaned up as much as possible so that our staff can do their due diligence to ensure that um, those are being handled appropriately and that our pharmacies and consumers and everyone has access to that that service. So that's going to be one of our bigger pieces. Um, Of course, because it's in the limelight, it's going to probably be one of the more contentious ones too. So we're going to have to work diligently on those. But um, looking ahead at that, we also have um, some other consumer protection things as simple as, you know, virtual um, training courses that you can take for your health insurance, I mean, for your uh, PNC licensing. um, licensing. Yeah. (laughs) So allowing that to be done virtually so that they don't have to go to a location. Um, We found out we were one of few states that still had a statute requirement for in-person training. So doing away with some things like that are big key priorities for us, especially, um, you know, coming out of the COVID time and and knowing what an important um, piece being able to do something maybe from home or not having to go and sit in a classroom setting is to a lot of people, making sure that we're still allowing those opportunities. Um, We have some licensing changes that were made last year, so we're doing some cleanup there with some of the other um, requirements around consumer um, representatives and insurance consultants and things like that and combining that into a producer license. So just some major cleanup pieces like that that we're trying to work on and um, hitting a few of the high high areas like our PBM functions and things like that throughout the process. So. Yeah. yeah, you know, speaking of PBMs, we, we um, and Senator, I, I mentioned the role I was able to have this year leading the health insurance committee nationally. And um, a big part of that too has been the PBM piece and uh, Oklahoma is, just so you know, <laughs> and, and they know, is is a real leader in that space. We are, uh, we are, we are. L- literally a few years ahead of most other states. And so we are being called upon often to make presentations or to, and really, if nothing else, for states to learn from our mistakes right. as we've navigated this. Because we, we clearly here in Oklahoma have the strongest legislation and statutes uh, surrounding the, the PBM uh, compliance and enforcement area. And yeah. we've now got by full-time employees doing nothing but uh, that PBM compliance. So it, it has become a much bigger part of our, our space than just a few years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and and I, I hear that frequently too, you know, other states ask us like, how did you guys get this done kind of thing? You know, I, how, how, do, how, do, you know, how, are, how are we doing uh, in regulating PBMs and that sort of thing? And um, to your point, yeah, we certainly are a leader in, in the space and uh, a lot of people are looking at how we're doing it. So um, it, it's also, it's also why we have to, take our time and make sure we get it right as well. Uh, I mean, I, I think people need to understand, like, you're talking about, frankly, regulating a space that wasn't regulated before mm-hmm. in, in the same way that it is now. And so there's there's things that take time to catch up. And you talk about the complaints. I've seen the volumes um, are pretty substantial, quite frankly. Um, how do you, on the regulatory side, even keep up with doing that? I mean, that's, that's certainly a big challenge, uh, yeah. I think. And um, we have to be mindful of that as we go forward there. So uh, yeah, to your space, work. I mean, I mean to your uh, point, it's a space that hasn't been regulated. Right. They're not used to being regulated, and it's a space where there are millions of transactions right. a day. Right. Like it's, right. That's yeah. That's a complicating. Yeah. Everybody that goes thing. and gets the you know their prescription filled. Exactly. I mean, it's every every day. There's something there that could be, pop up. So yeah. So y- you were vice chair previously yeah. uh, in, in session. I think Senator Marty Quinn had been in that role for a while. Yeah. So you now set up. Who will be the vice chair of your committee with you? Um, gosh, 
Shane Jett. Shane Jett is, oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah, I apologize. Wow. Um, yeah, Shane, Shane Jett. Um, so he'll be a new addition to the committee actually as well. And so, uh, but Shane Jett, he, he, uh, he had a lot of previous legislative experience. I'm uh -huh. not sure if he... He I never have, served with him, okay. but yeah, okay. yeah, certainly yeah. knew of him. Yeah, so he he had some time. So I think he's actually on his last term right now, and um, so he's got probably a couple more years. But uh, but he's the vice chair at the moment. So yeah, got it. Any any uh, concerns with your committee or? Um, um, you know, I think I mean, and again, this kind of goes to the dual role that I have. I mean, with pensions and things. I mean, I'm kind of looking pretty heavy on the pension side. What's that um, look like for a percentage split of time and energy? Or I mean, honestly, probably about 50-50, quite it's, frankly. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, you get an, you get just enough bills that come over back from the house. And, of course, I've got a few things that I'd like to try to accomplish. Um, but even on the insurance side, you know, I'm looking at some things. Um, probably one of the products that's, you know, talking about supporting free markets and things. Um, some, some insurance companies, you know, with their disability policies, um, they are looking to basically be able to expand that in a way to to have write a writer essentially for on the disability policy that would cover a spouse. So the idea is that this is kind of a quasi sort of um, a paid family leave type mm -hmm. thing, um, and and basically it kind of accomplishes that goal. Um, so my my interest is. Um, how do we support that? Um, mm -hmm. Getting getting that policy out there, and maybe having empl getting employers, you know, incentivized to offer that to their employees. Um, you know, maybe you know, you know, you got two spouses. Um, maybe maybe not, but not both employers are going to op want to offer that kind of thing. So maybe one of them will, so it can cover the spouse. And the idea is, you know, it, it, it's again, it supports like sort of a paid family leave type aspect and. Um, I've heard kind of some initial reports on it. It's quite frankly pretty affordable uh, mm -hmm. from what it could could sound like. Um, uh, but yeah, you're just underwriting two people. I mean, it really yeah. isn't overly complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I certainly want to support that. I think you know support that innovation as we go forward. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. It's you know we're we're pro pro family state as well. We're you know pro life and everything. So we want people to have good opportunities to make sure that you know they have coverage where they need it and when they need it in that in that realm and so um, I'm certainly looking to expand that and support that expansion good I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that not about that specifically but even just you know supporting innovation and creativity because um, we we have tried to do that too I mean certainly since I've come in office and in fact we just recently hired on a new captive director who is one of the top <laughs> captive folks in the country and uh, he cited, I happened to read an article, I think where he was interviewed, where he cited um, part of his reason to come to Oklahoma was that we, the department, had a reputation of being innovative and entrepreneurial, um, right. spirited sort of thing. And yeah. so yeah. I was proud to hear that. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's yeah. a great thing. And it so, is a great thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's an important space. And it's like you said, I mean, there's a lot of innovation that can take place there to help people out in a, good, in a very positive way. So. Yeah, and it brings more choices to, to yes. Oklahomans, yeah. Yeah, as long as we can protect them. Good. Yeah. Um, Ashley, anything yeah. else we yeah. need to talk about? Um, um, well, talking about captives, I mean, we're <laughs> working with Senator Montgomery on a corporate captives. law bill that will yep. allow us to hopefully have some flexibility with your um, um, directors and officers coverage um, in the captive space. So we're working with him and 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 then few other stakeholders on that piece so hopefully that will bring some more businesses here as well and give us some more flexibility within those those spaces um, we're also um, working with some stakeholders on some mental health parity changes um, to allow access ensuring that denials are not um, you know being handled any differently we're having um, a lot of trainings and things internally with our staff on parity laws and how to 
read those um, federal reports and things right, like that right. and trying to shift some of that to um, mirror their federal government with some statutes that were changed last year. So we're continually um, evolutionizing okay. that that yeah. piece there and, and trying to figure out how to read between the lines and figure out what our insurance companies are doing and how we can make that better for our consumers. So right, right. those are two major pieces that I would I yeah, think through this yeah. conversation, want to mention, but yeah, yeah, our captive uh, <clears throat> captive space is something that we have targeted as a real growth opportunity for us, and so we are we're investing in that. I mean, yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah. person I just mentioned, yeah. Steve Kenyon, who we've hired on um, to to lead that, um, he he was a captive director for 13 years in Delaware, right. grew that captive um, business there into one of the largest in the country, yeah. And so um, it's really it's really fun you say Delaware because so when she approached me about the um, kind of the update on that and just periodically we update sort of the Oklahoma's general corporation code basically this is how you register to be a company and LLC and everything else and Delaware is you know pretty much the state that we try to model off of yeah. everybody goes you know they you know Delaware updates their thing and so we try to keep ours updated um, we were trying to do this last year there's kind of some um, you know, we weren't 100% sure on the bill, you know, so we kind of paused it for another year. But it actually fits. It's a really, it's a pretty lengthy bill, but mm-hmm. this is something that, you know, kind of what we can hopefully shove right into it and it, it, it mixes out with that. And so it worked, it worked out, it worked it out perfectly perfect. for me. So, um, of course, you mentioned uh, mental health parity. That's probably been one of my favorite things to work on uh, in the last couple of years. I think that that's super important. I mean, again, consumer not knowing maybe what their what their policy covers or doesn't cover mm-hmm. um you know making sure they have that information and getting access because a lot of these policies do cover something to some extent and and quite i mean we've seen it mental health and addiction and and things like this you know we've got to get people the help that they need when they need it and making sure they have the pol- the right policy in place is a good you know a good good part of that and making sure they have the information helps better inform yeah. their decision in making a policy choice so. we've been working very closely with uh, with industry with with healthy minds yeah healthy minds others, yeah, so. yeah. it's a complex issue yes yes it is yeah well listen as we kind of wrap up a practical question i guess would be so we're we start the legislative session in a month we're starting to run through things through committee i'm an insurance agent sitting at home and learn of a bill or i'm a homeowner who has some concerns what's the best way to reach out to you or other members of your committee on any insurance issues yeah uh, pretty much i mean if you ever have a question about a bill you hear about or anything like that i mean everybody's um you know their office contact information is pretty much online uh, the okay senate website as well as the oklahoma house website um, you know, contact your committee member, get involved, ask them what's going on. They may not, honestly, they may not know immediately the answer, but they're going to go out. If they're good, if you've got a good legislator, they're going to go out and help you find the answers that you need, answers to your questions. Um, and certainly you can voice your, you know, your concern or non-concern about a bill. Um, you know, that's, that's definitely the right time to do that. You know, uh, hit it in an email, make a call, um, Maybe, maybe uh, you know, reach out for coffee even in the in the district. Um, everybody goes home. You know, I live in Lawton. People are shocked to find that out sometimes. But I do live you can in Lawton. Find them there on Fridays. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, certainly reach out and um, at any given point. I mean, we're all pretty flexible. We want to we want to accommodate our constituents' concerns and needs at any given point. So, um, it's very important to get involved, um, and that's a good step. I mean, certainly. Um, you know, we can we can help out. Sometimes, you know, maybe an agency may get kind of bogged down with something, or it may not always be the best. You know, it may not be the easiest to navigate sometimes, and so that's where we can kind of come in and kind of point you in the right direction if we need to. So, 
Good. Yeah, we work with yeah. your staff and your your yeah. PA all the time on different issues. So yes, it's absolutely. It's a great working relationship. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, Chairman Montgomery, thank you for joining us. Uh, you heard it there. Reach out to them. They want to hear from you, Senator Montgomery, uh, as well as the committee and other members of the Senate. Uh, it's on. Go to the website. Phone numbers are there. You can speak to their EAs or executive assistants. Uh, voice your opinion. Uh, they do want to hear about those. Yeah. And because, you know, having been there, you can't be an expert in everything. And I mean, right. and you and I are in, in, in the world, right? We are in that insurance and, and investment world or have been for many, many years. But someone else in your committee may, maybe isn't and they right. they need to learn too. So uh, yeah. that, that comes from the folks that are reaching out. And yeah. so good. I want to just thank you for coming on and sharing some of your time. I know Absolutely. it's valuable at this point just before your yeah. uh, starting session. Yeah. So very, very much appreciated. So uh, with that, we'll wrap up uh, this edition, the first one of 2023 of the Mulready Minutes podcast. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next time. If you found this episode informative, please subscribe and share with your colleagues. Visit oid.ok.gov slash podcast. Let us know what topics you would like to hear about on this podcast. Until next time, take care from the Oklahoma Insurance Department.